All right, you know what it is. We're back again. Back, back, back again. The triple tag team is back again. Fantasy freaking football podcast. Fantasy freaking football podcast. Yeah. Uh, we got James here. James, say what's up. Special guest. <laughs> what up? Uh, I, James, James is more of a regular guest now. Uh, one, one, one day we'll take the guest out if he's consistent, but he's a regular guest at this point. And he doesn't then, have a regular guest. Mailbox just yet. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have his own <laughs> uh, own uh, cubicle, but we'll get him there. And then, uh, and then Brandon. Brandon, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, good people? What's going on? All right. So this week, we got something very, very important for, for you. Three risers and three fallers. Uh, training camps are open. Preseason has begun. Football is upon us. Draft season is almost here. So we're going to start coming at you guys with, with how to win your league coming up. Like this, this is about to be the business. The next one, we might just come up with how to win your league. That's what's important here. That's what we're coming at you with. But this week, we have the top three risers and top three fallers per yes. myself, Brandon, and James. I will kick us off this week. We're going to go risers to start off with. My, my top riser right now, or well, I actually, I'm doing reverse order. So my number three riser, my number three riser is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, the talent is there, baby. Nobody wonders about the talent. Everybody knows he is, if he's playing top five fantasy quarterback every time. But... Yeah, them guys got a little bit of troubles. Got a lot, got a little bit of troubles. Him and uh, Cuomo may have something in common. <laughs> so uh, uh, we'll see if he plays. But the reason he's rising, his stock is rising for me, is he is out there. He showed up to training camp. He says he doesn't want to be at Texans, but he's out in training camp right now. He's out there performing. And these things take time. And it seems like the NFL is going to take their time with it and not go the route that they typically go, which is, guilty and until proven innocent it seems like they're going to go the actual way that things are handled which is innocent until proven guilty with that being said i think deshaun watson will play most if not this whole season what do you guys think um i, I don't know i deshaun watson honestly i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole not with, I mean, <laughs> not with any valuable draft pick anyway, um, because the last thing you want to do is, is depend on him to be your quarterback. Maybe they trade him. Maybe, you, you know, the NFL midseason comes out with, you know, I mean, because, because I feel like the NFL is just waiting until, until something happens with the silver suits or the criminal cases. So I honestly wouldn't, wouldn't throw any kind of equity toward it. Like, I, I mean, I'll stash him with like the 13, 14 pick on the bench as a flyer, but it's no way. It's no way that I'm throwing any, any valuable draft equity anywhere near Deshaun Watson. My, my, po- my point being, I, sorry, James, I'll let you go in one second, but three weeks ago, would you have even taken him with your 13th or 14th pick? So, that, so, so, so you took my take. Thanks for taking my hot take. JJ <laughs> hot take over here, wait, waiting his turn. All right, I, his apologize. Take, right? I apologize. I so, apologize. Go ahead. So, so if rise means I wasn't going to draft him, and now eh, yeah. I, might yeah. swoop, I might swoop him in the final round, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> Possibly. That's a riser. Possibly, but that's something. Yeah, it's a riser. I, I got I got you. And I'm not, but I, I still I can't trust it. That's all I gotta say. So 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 James, would you not take him in the 14th in a 15 round draft? Probably not. Probably I, I mean, touch him. 
I mean, but 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 I mean, even the one year when Antonio Brown was like just we just went to Oakland and went haywire and got kicked off, you know, the Patriots. Like I picked him <laughs> up and just just had him on my bench the whole season. Like I I, I knew he wasn't gonna play, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it and play defense in case he does. Like, but still, like it's I wouldn't if I had him on my team, I would have no expectations of him getting any burn anywhere. Like I I, I personally just wouldn't. I I don't think Deshaun Washington's gonna but, play this season. So, but, so the reason why he's a riser is because I was not even willing to in 15 roster spots, even 16 roster spots. I wasn't even willing to roster the guy to be completely honest three weeks ago today. I'm willing to have him as a late, late 14th round pick or so. Right. I'm willing to hold him because the the talent is worth that crappy roster roster spot. If you're in a 15 round draft, you, you might as well, unless you're taking, you need to have a kicker in the defense, but the people you take in 12, 13, 14, 15, you can expect that I'm probably going to drop some of these people if a better free agent comes about. And, and the same Deshaun token, Watson though, at this moment is worth owning with one of those terrible picks. But but, but picks. let's see, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say he's worth owning simply because with our league, we just opened up another flex spot. So there's no way that I would burn a roster spot on Deshaun Watson. Oh, so like, so, so so that's a rarity. That's that the extra flex spot. Sure, that's a rarity. It's not a normal thing. If we're talking, if we're talking different sure. rarity things about a lot of leagues yeah. are two quarterbacks. If you're in a yeah. two quarterback league, you you bet you bet your ass. I'm owning Deshaun Watson in the in the thirteenth round. If he's still there, hundred percent in a two quarterback league, no question. But even in a one quarterback league, I'm taking him late with one of those throwaway those those dart throws you talk about. Hey, because. In the 13th, 14th, 15th round, what do you draft him for? I preach this to everybody. You are drafting for a high ceiling at those late picks. You're looking who has the highest ceiling and has not been drafted. And Deshaun Watson has that high ceiling. All right. Trust it. All right. James, go ahead then. James, give, give us your, uh, <laughs> your number three riser. Uh, my number three riser is none other than the Homer pick, David Njoku. And here's why. Reports out of camp say that Hooper has lost a step. Now you might be asking yourself, well, why is he a riser? Because I'm probably not going to take it. He's not going to be my starter, right? Well, Njoku is just Njoku is just like Deshaun Watson in that, yeah, you may not have drafted him, but guess what? Now you may. Because because he's going to get he's going to get the tight end shape. That's what he's going to get in Cleveland. And I don't know if you remember Baker last year. He loved his tight ends. So you're you're talking talking an average of probably eight targets a game. That's that's a good tight end. Go ahead, Chuckles. (laughs) Okay. Um, Ready to go first. I mean, out of all the the players, huh? Wow. Um, A backup tight end. Nice. But uh, I mean, sure. he's the first. He's the first, he first round pick. He's the first round pick. Yeah, I mean, if we're going off the premise of you know him actually being valued higher and maybe become a starter because you know maybe Hooper's lost a step or whatever. Right now, it looks like he's going fuck, like he's way down there right now. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I I guess sure. I guess I can agree, James. If we're going off the premise of, of him being a riser, sure, I'll. Okay, so so I think I mean, you got to you got to think about this. You got to think about this. Sorry, Julian. I'll Thank take you. your take too. But uh, but you know you got to think about this. Why they bring Hooper there? Why they bring him there? Is it the same reason For why they betterness draft? 
they draft well no so is it the same in the same reason because they the same reason why someone would draft a, a young quarterback to play behind a, a, an old wise quarterback just to get get those reps and, and learn under that you know vet player and and he's been uh, I, I don't think so. I think they, they brought him in because they didn't trust in Njoku enough. They think Austin Hooper was better. Yeah, but, on top of his his injury history too, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's hurt a lot. But so I think we should have discussed the premise of this uh a little bit a little bit better before we I guess picked our players because if you're rising but still not draft worthy, I don't think we should have brought that person up. <laughs> and like so maybe he went from pick fifteen hundred to pick a thousand but yeah, because right now because right now he's on average he's the 30th tight end right now according to ESPN. so, so he was he went up to 26 still not over so, so so if so if everybody in the 12-man league drafted two tight ends he still wouldn't get picked so so we're over two then Great, great podcast. You say that, but but let's bring it up uh, come draft day. We'll see if David Njoku or Deshaun Watson get drafted. Let's see. Okay, but if we'll, anybody we'll drafts Deshaun we'll Watson, Julian, it's going to be you. $100 says more fantasy points between Deshaun Watson and David Njoku. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson plays one game, he'll score more. I doubt it. Highly. By week three, he'll score more than Njoku will play all season, all right. even hey, if he's healthy. Hey, Chuckles. Hey, Chuckles. It's JJ Hot Take. Hey, take it. And, and remember <laughs> yeah, the podcast, baby. baby. This is recorded. All right, Brandon, go ahead. Brandon, go ahead. Um, so, so I'm going to go on a different route with running back. Um, I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson from the from the um, the uh, chart the um, the Rams because I mean. Boring. Obviously, with the um, with the injury to Cam Akers, um, he's 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 drastically flying up draft boards at this point. I I really hate for the guys who've already had their drafts and like now everybody you know whenever Cam Akers got hurt, everybody ran to the waiver wire to snatch him up because that's that's clearly going to be an RB one. So 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 I think they're going to focus on running the ball, even though you know I don't really think they're going to like go the route where Matt Stafford was in Detroit where he's just slinging it all around the yard. I don't think Sean Bay is going to do that. Um, I still think they're going to do ball control, you know, run the ball defense. But I definitely think Daryl Henderson, I would take a huge flower on him. Right now he's he's 22nd running back, roughly according to ESPN being being uh being taken. I mean, there's I can I can name four guys right now that I I mean that I would I would take him over. So okay. So so so, so, so sorry. I'll go sorry, I'll go, I'll go. Uh so we said Deshaun Watson comes 13th, 14th round. I'm 100, and he's on the board. I'm 100 taking him because the ceiling is that high. We said David Njoku, he rose, but still, still not draft worthy. So I know we brought him up, but so Daryl Henderson, uh, where are you willing to draft him? That was a that was a joke, by the way, James. You didn't laugh. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, these are recorded. These are recorded, man. I'm good. <laughs> so, so where is the where is the draft worthy spot now? You said he's risen. He's risen from where to where. Um, I mean, I mean, roughly he wasn't even being, I mean, I mean, he was right. Right. He was going, right. to, if he was going yeah. at all, he was going 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It was going so, to be like, mid, well, so where like, should the, where should the listeners take him? Um, I would, I would, I, I could still take a flyer on him. Maybe, maybe third round. I mean, 
I would I would say third round because I mean at that point you're especially if you're hurting for running backs depending on your draft position and your wide receiver heavy. I mean I wouldn't say I would like I would want to go into a league with him being my RB one, but I mean if if you need a running back in like the third round, I definitely think like he's going to be an RB one. So I mean so, like the so quantity. Are you are you saying so you're saying around guys uh, higher or above get guys like Miles Gaskin uh, maybe yes. so so around there like uh, yeah yeah. Around the Miles Gaskin area, yeah. okay. Um, Kareem Hunt, yeah. Uh, Mike Davis, around guys yes. like that, drafts yes. around them, okay. Yeah, I'm probably taking him before all three of those. Actually, I, I, I mean, I, I put a couple obvious choices on my riser also, and he's absolutely an obvious choice. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think where you said be um, third round, fantastic. I mean, you, you're probably going to see him go late second. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna do it because they're gonna be hurting on running backs. I mean, at that point, if you're looking at you know you, you know like the amount of running backs out there, like the ones you just named, you know, like if you're you know if you're getting to the point where you're depending on you know Miles Gaskin and you know Mike Davis, you, you're you're probably in a running back hurt lock already anyway. So right. so I, I I think I think in majority of leagues he'll go in the third round because I think you'll take you'll take a higher running back in the first. Most people a high uh, another high running back if they're if they fell to you. Or if you are in the Travis Kelsey camp, or if you're a Tra- George Kittle fan, maybe in the second. I'm not a fan of the George Kittle pick, but if you're in that camp, you'll take one of them. Then maybe you get a high wide receiver at that point. Or if a really great running back still fell to you, then the third round, I think, sounds logical. And yeah, he's one of, if not the most obvious picks. So yeah, great pick. All right, number two, riser for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with an obvious one myself. Alvin Kamara. Now he's not, he's not rising much. He's rising. Honestly, for me, if you're, if it was PPR, I was honestly looking at him at like round uh, pick five or six. I personally now have him in PPR league. Number two overall behind CMC half point PPR. uh, Two or three with Dalvin cook there either way. And in standard, he's in the top four conversation. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, CMC, and him. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those four. Only way you're screwed is is if and when one of them get hurt, which somebody's going to get hurt. It's it's another COVID season. It's just another season of football with an extra week, uh, an extra extra game to play. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. But Alvin Kamara is typically healthy. He's he now he's a veteran. He's been around long enough to consider him a veteran, and he's got a track record of being healthy. Uh, to be completely honest with you, at this point with the Michael Thomas injury, I'm taking in all formats, Alvin Kamara, number two behind CMC. Yeah, we don't need to talk a lot about Kamara. That's that is an obvious one. He, he's, I agree. He's, yeah. he's good. I mean, I, I wasn't real high on the cat um, just because I don't really, that offense wigs me out. And um, I don't, you know, we don't really know who the starter is. I mean, I think reports out of campus, Jameis is taking that gig. But um but no, I mean, I think he has to be their offense now. I mean, he's, he's the, the reality. He's, the, yeah, he's the number one of everything. Number one uh, receiving he, option. He number, number one running. option of everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, so. oh yeah, oh yeah. I would definitely. I mean, in that particular, not in that particular order. I would definitely do C Mac, Kamara, Cook. Well, C Mac, um, C Mac, Kamara, Cook, and then Henry Four because they don't they don't necessarily use Henry as much as a passing option, nearly as much as Kamara. Kamara gets a lot of passing. Right, and Dalvin Cook um, does and C Mac. So I mean, yeah. if you if you're going with standard, I would definitely do 
I would definitely consider Henry, you know, one one A one B with, with right. C Mac. But I mean, Henry would definitely be four, and then you, you know, I could see Kamara at two with, with in a PPR league. Yeah, yeah, I you can't get wrong with any of those. I I just <clears throat> there was a tier of just three, and Alvin Kamara goes up into that tier now with the Michael Thomas injury. That's why I think we have to we had to mention it. But yes, it's obvious. We'll move on now. Uh, pick number two, Brandon Riser. Go ahead. Pick number two for me is going to be Mr. Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons. I think Rising. He, yeah, for, for, for me, for me, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a little more giddy about this um, Falcons office, man. And I think Kyle Pitts has a very high ceiling. If you watch some of his tape from Florida, like he can, he can play every wide receiver position. They, they, you know, that they, they haven't played slot. They play outside and like the, a huge bulk of the target shares are lost in with, um, uh, with, with the departure of Julio Jones. So I'm, I'm really like where, where he's going now is he, he's about what 48 right now. Um, overall player there, there's quite a few, I mean, like they, they have the Tyler Lockett's the Amari Cooper, who I, who, who I just, I don't trust them from year in year out. They have these guys drafting over DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, whatever. So, I mean, in, in that area, I, I mean, I would definitely be high on pits and I would consistently start just because I feel like the volume is going to be there. I feel like Calvin really is going to take a lot um, of attention away from, you, you know, like, you know, the primary, you know, the primary secondary guy, but I think Kyle Pitts is is definitely going to have a monster year this year. So for me, I, I feel like I'm getting a little more confident because initially I was, you know, rookie is going to come out. He's going to do good things because he, he's a, he's an athlete, but I'm getting a lot more confident with Kyle Pitts. So for me personally, he's moving up my board. Definitely. I, I, I tend to agree with that just because their offense uh, needs him. And I hope he does well. He was, I was never high on the kid. Remember I said he was one of my busts. And the, you know, the reason for that mainly is because of how, how fast uh, NFL defenses play. And, and I mean, yeah, SEC has got fast defenses, but they're not NFL defenses. So um, I, I, I worry a little bit about Kyle Pitts. I, I'm with you. I mean, I hear reports coming out of camp that he's a stud and his athletic ability is, is ridiculous. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can get him the rock. Um, I don't, I just, I don't know if, if he's, he's risen, um, but for you be cool. Right. He's risen. Right. And so that, that's my question is he's risen in what sense? Because risers are from when we started the podcast, right. From May, yeah. June to now, from when we were coming into, to, the off season to now risen. Uh, I have not had Kyle Pitts rise in my tight end rankings whatsoever. I still got him sitting at in the, in the top six in that, in that tier of four through six, um, really five or six. Where do you have him now? Where has he risen for you? Um, I would, I would take, I would, because initially I was high on Mark Andrews. Um, I could, I could see him honestly being, um, I, I know you're high, high on Darren Waller, man, but I just don't trust Derek Carr. Um, I could take it. I could still see myself taking him in the range between, because right now it's Travis, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at taking him as a third tight end. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. Whoa. Uh, okay. Hey, and, right. and I won't let, it, it, it looks, it looks like in the leagues where uh, you got me and me and big Jimbo down here, it looks like you are going to be a Kyle Pitts owner, my good friend. So good it, for it, you. Yeah, that's what it, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that I will. I'm saying that I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be mad at somebody if they took them because one, like I said, with Darren Waller, I, it's, it's the Derek Carr effect for me. And then with, so you say, uh, you're saying over George Kittle. No, I, I, I said, over. I think Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are the top two tight ends. 
you think Waller is higher than that than the Kittle? Yes, I, do. I, I don't. Oh, I, I think don't. Waller. I think Waller's up there. I think Waller's up there. Okay, so, so you're putting him at number four. So you still have. So so for me, for tight end rankings, it's Travis Kelsey in a class by zone, then yeah. Darren Waller and George Kittle very close. But I have Darren Waller ahead, okay. and then there's the class of Hawkinson, Andrews, and Pitts. But Pitts is on the bottom of that. Like if you go Hawkinson, Andrews, or Andrews, Hawkinson, I. Either way, I, I honestly, I honestly believe it's a coin toss which one of them who are going to have a better season between the two of them. But then Pitts is after that. So, I mean, do you put him above those guys? Do you put I him in the tier above? I, I definitely put him above, above, um, uh, definitely above Hawkinson, easily. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. And I, and you, like I said, you you put him above Waller. I would, I wouldn't necessarily put him above Waller, but I would take him over Mark Andrews. I would, like I said, I wouldn't be mad. If if Kyle Pitts was a third tight end taken, so I, I so you say he went from six ish seven ish, whatever yeah. to number four yeah. overall for you? Yeah, yeah, three four range. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, James, give us your second pick. Oh, uh, I got a two for the probably the most obvious of the uh, of the entire podcast, but uh, it's uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Green Bay. Um, a Aaron is back. He looks fantastic. I mean, and they both should shoot up your draft board. I mean, I think Adams goes back to wide receiver one. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Jones is now a first-round draft pick. So, with A.A. Ron there. Oh, yeah. I definitely 1,000% uh, agree with that. Um, Devontae Adams last year, him, I mean, he was a fantasy monster. And Aaron Jones, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers does throw him throw him a lot of balls. You know, especially if you if you are dipping your toe in the PPR room, Aaron Jones is a, is a great snag if you're looking for a a good running back. So um, don't shy away from that guy. Uh, there's no argument at all. My my question is though. So if you bring if you bring these people up and you say they're risers, to me they rose from where to where. So James, Aaron Rodgers so, went from where to where you will take him now, and Aaron Jones. Because uh, Rodgers really didn't rise much for me because I, I anticipated him playing. And even if he played, uh, he doesn't rush. So he didn't rise much for me. Jones jumped like three running backs for me. So where oh, yeah. is he for you? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, I, I wasn't, uh, if you remember in an earlier podcast, I wasn't touching either of them until late if, if Aaron wasn't there. Right, I, mean, right. not, I mean, not super late. I mean, I'm right, right, right. round. You know, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I think I think you could argue they can both go in the first in a twelve man league. Oh wait, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the first round? No, no, no. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers, man. Oh yeah, you said you say Adams, I said Aaron Jones. Yeah, I miss Aaron Rodgers is the reason why they've risen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so but 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 both late first, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but and neither in the first if Aaron's not there. So do you have Adams number one overall? That's the question. I think so. I think so. I mean, it's arguable, but I yeah. think I got I to gotta put him one. I can't get mad at anybody that says it. It's, it's honestly, it's a one, one alpha at this point. It's either him or Tyreek. And any argument for either of them is valid. So, okay. I will finish it up with the risers. My number three riser, I went this route because I was going to stay on the same page as James. Somebody who I was not willing to roster a month ago, two months ago, for sure. 
was never even thought of mine. Never even a thought to draft this guy. But now, if he's available in round, especially 12, but I mean, maybe even early, I, I don't know. I haven't fully thought of where I'm going to take this guy. But if he's there late, you can bet your bottom dollar I will own some shares of Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb owns the slot when it comes to Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback. And he was a turd for a little while. He was in Dallas. He's nothing. Then he had a little bit of a resurrection with Houston. The guy showed that he still got it. Uh, he's the most beautiful man I think I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> those eyes, dude, those eyes are to die for. And he owns the slot. What? Like nobody's business. Oh Randall Cobb needs to be owned in every league in every format. What, what are your thoughts? Okay. I could have done without the uh, most beautiful um, man alive. But you feel better now that you heard it, didn't you? But, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, he's he is definitely the epitome of a uh, of a true riser, being that he he was likely nobody was going to draft him. No. So way. now he he went from the realm of being nobody touching him, maybe a waiver wire pickup if you get lucky and he he gets a lot of points from week to like now he's he's definitely a surefire person that that a lot of people in most leagues are going to want to be drafted because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he needs to be owned. Owned in all formats. He needs to be owned. 12 man or higher, owned in all formats. Yeah. And, but but I, you failed to um, remind the listeners uh, as to why, right? So, the end of the day, the connection, he goes, baby. He goes to Green Bay because he was especially requested by Aaron. And so that was Aaron made because that's all he really wanted to do. Aaron just wants to have those conversations. He wants to be involved. That's that's the whole reason he held out. So they made that move because he came back and was like, look, dude, here's here, here's a condition. You know, so you know he's gonna get him the rock. Does he move up to starter? Eh, I don't know. If you if you if you're weak with your <laughs> wide receivers, maybe in a deep, deep league. Uh, but yeah, no. The, James, quit freezing on us. James got that dialogue. All right, Brandon. Brandon, number two. Brandon, give, or no, Brandon, give us your number three riser. My 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 top riser for me is going to be um, James is still going, man. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. Just go ahead, Brandon. My 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 top riser is going to be um, Odell Beckham, man. For me, he's soaring up draft boards, man. I really feel like he's going to have a monster year. I mean. Even like where he's ranked ESPN, man, is fuck. I mean, it's freaking blasphemy, man. I mean, he right now he's he's the 26th wide receiver projected, 65th overall taken. I mean, I I can name you as I'm counting up the list, I can name you about nine wide receivers that I would take before him. So I mean, for me personally, he is sort of draft boys. I'm expecting a huge year from from um, OBJ this year. So that that's my top riser pick. I I don't quite understand. You said. You could name like nine that you would take before him. Yeah. So how has he risen? Huh? He met. He. I he said up my draft board. He met after. He met after, right? You he meant met after. Yeah, he met nine. Nine. He would take. But he would take Odell before. Yeah, before. So 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 like so like okay. where he's at now. I'm looking at the wide receivers that are taken before him. And I'm like, how is that? It's no way. It's absolutely no way. All right, Brandon. All right, James. Go ahead and agree real quick. Already agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was just, I was just joking because the Homer thing. Oh, of course. Yeah, obviously. Uh, All right. Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, hey, and you know what? I've been dying to play the Homer card, 
I like, I try to stay like I try to stay down the line. I try to stay as neutral as possible. But screw it. You know what? Number one wide receiver this year, Odell Beckham Jr. Brandon, greatest point you ever made. Hundred percent all in OBJ this year. James, your pick. Go ahead. Are you here, James? James got the half of the podcast. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, good. Yo, yeah. man, it's this Marriott Bonvoy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, recently asked about what happened. Okay, go what ahead. Go ahead. We can, can see you. Can hear see me? You. Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Number three. Okay. So, so active yesterday off the pup, Saquon Barkley. Um, I mean, he moves up your draft board. He has to move up your draft board because it was questionable as to whether or not week one uh, or, or possibly a couple weeks in the season. And uh, now with him active and practicing today, looks like we'll see him week one. So, so he goes from where to where for you? He rose from where to where? Again, same thing with Jones and Adams. I'm not taking him first round if he's potentially not going to play two games. He's not doing it. Not doing it. I'm not doing it if I have picked 12. But, but now you are taking him first round, right? Absolutely, 100%. So are you taking him – five through eight absolutely okay i 100 percent agree i was i was I, i'd consider him at the turn and like around the turn maybe a little bit after the turn uh which is for those who don't know the turn is the 12th pick because it's a snake draft yeah. so you get two picks it's called the turn one through 12 and at 12 you get two picks that's called the turn because then it goes back for the second round um I was considering him if, if I had the ter- if I got the twelfth pick or the eleventh pick, take him on my second on the turn. But now I'm if I'm sitting at five through eight and he's there, I'm I'm taking Saquon. Now that he's back, when he's healthy, he's arguably the best running back on planet Earth. The trouble is he is not healthy very often anymore. So there's that. Go, Brandon. Uh, I don't know. He's he's always been. I mean. That's the Giants homer in me. So he's he's always been high on my draft board regardless. So um, I got burned by him last year, and I'm probably going to get burned by him again this year. So, <laughs> so, so, so he's so he's he's high on my draft board. I can't necessarily say that I wouldn't have taken him in the first round. I, even if they said he wasn't going to play until the until the until the second week, like I, I would have still taken the first round. Like absolutely. That's like what are the backs are you looking at that are going to come after that? You're going to take that 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 have a higher ceiling than him after coming back on, on, on week two. None of them. I, I disagree. I'm not going to go into all the ones that I would consider, but there are many uh, because I just coming back from big injury like that from a guy that's injury prone, which Saquon is pretty injury prone as of recently, but, but he's back. And if, if I, the thing that will really solidify me taking him in five through eight is if I get to see him in preseason, if I can really get to see him work in preseason and he looks like the Saquon of his rookie year, I'm like, man, okay, I'd love to give you some shares of Saquon. Right yeah, now, I don't think I don't I don't think he's gonna get too much PT in uh in yeah. the uh, preseason games. I agree with you. I'm I'm well, reports are out now that that, that that he's gonna play the four preseason games. Cool. Man, Good. I hope I hope because if he does, that changes things for me. But okay, we did it. We got through our risers. Now to our fallers. <laughs> uh I will kick us off again. With the fallers, I'm going to give you the most obvious faller. And he goes along with my my pick earlier of Alva Kamara. Alva Kamara was shooting up so high. 
because this guy is going down so low, Michael Thomas. Now I am, for those of you who know me, O-H-I-O. James and I are both huge Buckeyes fans. I'm a huge Michael Thomas fan. I'm a big Ezekiel Elliott fan. I, my, my Buckeyes hit the league. I'd like to cheer them all on. I'm a big Buckeyes fan. I'm a huge Michael Thomas fan. And I usually love to get as much. I typically can't, can't afford Michael Thomas. I don't get the pick where it's right for his value. I usually don't get, get him, but I'd love to have Michael Thomas every year if I can. But that being said, it's, he just had surgery on an ankle injury that was hurting him last year as well. This seems like it is a reoccurring thing. He's dropping even more for me than he is most people. And it hurts me to say that, but I definitely will not own Michael Thomas this year because I'm not looking at him before the eighth round. And I know that may sound crazy to some people, but I don't know that he will play this year. Right. And, and, and his I, value's already hurt because Drew Brees, Drew Brees isn't there anymore. Yeah. And so now that we don't know he's going to hurt play, I'm in the eighth round. If he's there, I honestly may take him. But I, I think some people will take him in the fifth, sixth, or seventh. That's that. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, go ahead, James. I think. I think the the, the biggest issue is his cohesion with the team. Um, his okay, uh, cohesion with the front office. Um, you know, reports are saying that he. Uh, they asked him not to get that surgery last year to keep playing on um, that ankle, yeah. so that they can make a run for for Breeze in his final year. Um, and now they are kind of, you know, not not owning that and 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 not really stepping up and going, hey, this is why he didn't get the right. the, the surgery until late. And and you know that for for him for that type of dude, um, you know, to, to ha- it's kind of a betrayal in his eyes. Right. Um, so I don't I, I don't know that he's going to get as much opportunity even when he does play, and a, a lesser QB is throwing him the rock. So. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Eighth round, I, I, I'm, he'll go. He'll go way earlier, but but he he's definitely falling on my board. I'm a Buckeye, so yeah, I I think so too. I I think he's going to go in most leagues, five, six, or seven. And to me, just how how the, the value of all the players in the eighth, I will look at him. I'm depending on what falls me. I'm not even taking him in the eighth. I may not if he take him until the ninth if he was there but I don't foresee myself owning him in any formats because I don't see him being available at that point, but he's fallen that much for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, I, I definitely agree with you guys. He's another player, him and the Sean Watson that I would not touch with a 10 foot pole. Um, and I have my reasons being, and you know, I may own them both. If everybody feels like Brandon, <laughs> you may, you may, you may. Um, I, I, I feel like personally, um, um, you know, with the delayed surgery, he's going to miss time. And I just think he doesn't, he doesn't like the, the, the type of, I feel like the reason he messed with Drew Brees because Drew Brees stopped going downfield with the ball. So it was easy for him to hit Mike. Mike is not a deep threat target. All right. James Winston likes to Can't guard Mike. Can't guard Mike. King of the slant route. Um, but, uh, but, but um, I mean, Sean Payton wants to go downfield. That's why you would have those first where Taysom Hill will come in and chuck one because you know Drew Brees' arm, which is just what wasn't what it was. James Winston loves to go down the field, so I don't. I just think with, with what the Saints actually want to do offensively in the passing game, I don't think Michael Thomas necessarily meshes with it. On top of the fact, I would not be surprised if when he came back, he demanded a trade. So I, I don't even think that he's going to be. I don't think he's going to play for the Saints. Just that that that's just my feeling. 
Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he demanded a trade just because, like James says, like once you lose trust in, in you know, in the organization in that way, it's it's just too hard to come back from that. On on, on top of like, you know, like the health part of it that he, he's like, man, I'm, I've kind of sacrificed my body and now you, you know what I mean? And now you guys, are, you know, you know what I mean? Kind of bull driving around. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he demanded a trade drop throughout the season. Same, right. good point. So, uh, yeah, it looks like we're all on the same page there. Brandon's even lower on him than us. He's, he's falling even further from yeah, Brandon. I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, but, but, but and I, I mean, one, one of the reasons too is like with a name like Michael Thomas, there's that pressure if he's on your team, if he's healthy, he's ready to go, whatever the case right. is. You got to start him, I got to play him. You got to. And, and I'm and I'm one of those people. I am I am loyal to number ones, man. If you're number one, you're gonna be playing. It'll be, yeah. and, and, B- Brandon texts me. Got to play number ones, bro. Got to play number. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, James James texted me that too. Yeah, exactly. James texted me. Got to play exactly. it. Yeah, he says exactly. He goes, ride your horses, bro. Ride I, your I go, horses, baby. I, and and I'm I'm a different of a different philosophy. I say. James, I don't own a single damn horse. Brandon, <laughs> I'm not loyal to any of these people. I don't know any of them personally. I'm here to win week to week. I don't care if I got to use all free agents. I'm here to and win see, week to week. And it, but, but see, that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole because even if he was healthy, it would it, it would play these voodoo mind games on me. Like, dude, it's Michael Thomas. You got to put him in. Are you gonna, you're not going to play him so you can get 20 on your bench. Put him in so you can get zero for the third week in a row. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all, right. all right brandon brandon go ahead give, give me your number three faller my number three faller is going to be um it's going to be josh not josh jacobs I, well matter of fact i'll just say josh jacobs because i kind of threw <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of slipped out there i'm gonna say josh jacobs uh mainly mainly because he, he he was a highly coveted you know running back the past couple seasons you know like he, he, he had a really good rookie campaign um it's just the oakland raiders man they they are just a they, I, I don't want to call them a dumpster fire, but I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty close. I mean, they got rid of, you know, two of the best offensive linemen. I mean, they are, they are starting three brand new offensive linemen this year. They went out and got Kenyon Drake, you know, who, who's, who's going to be super effective in the passing game. So I, I definitely think um, Josh Jacobs um, share touches are going to go, are going to go way down. So for, for me, he's definitely falling down my draft boards based off of injuries, breaking in um, new offensive linemen and bringing in a, of running back in free agency. Two Alabama running backs, man. I add a little plug in there. Both not worth anything. So Brandon, where where did he where was he before for you at the beginning of the offseason? Where is he now? Where's he fallen from into? Um before I probably would have taken him second round. Now I probably would say I, w- I would probably call him third third round-ish. I would I would I would definitely look heavily to to more of a number one wide receiver before I took Josh Jacobs. Early or late for third round? I would say I would say mid, early to mid third round. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll finish my thought then. Uh, you were actually higher on Josh Jacobs than I am, but Josh Jacobs has not fallen for me. I I have not been high on him all offseason since since the offseason began, and they signed Kenyon Drake to a huge contract for a running back. Like I understand it's not an NBA contract, yeah. but it's a huge contract for a running back and free agency, especially one that's not named the top four or five names. So I have, as soon as they signed uh, Ken Drake to that, I was like, Oh, this is a committee. Now it's a committee. Josh Jacobs is no longer number one. He to me is like a, I would say a fourth round pick to me. Hey, but, but see for me, the, 
I mean, the reason that I don't really hold that much stock in the King and Drake, which I, I feel like it's going to be a matter they're going to be a committee, but the uh, the um, general manager, Mike Mayock, like, I, that, that, I feel like organizational-wise, like, they don't know what they're doing in, in Oakland. That That's 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 another one of the reasons to why I feel like they got rid of all the office alignment. So I, I think the office alignment is going to, the, the, the new office alignment is going to hinder them way more than King and Drake, even though I think the King and Drake thing is going to take away some of his touches because they pay the money. But I think the factor is going to be that they got rid of three three freaking offensive linemen, which is which is bananas because that was one of the strong suits of the team, so offensive line, and, and they got rid of three of those guys. So I understand, and I agree with you, uh, Brandon. I, I agree with you too, Julian. I I just I, there's a lot of stock when you look at these um, ADPs and, and and a lot of these drafts, uh, these mocks. You see Josh going high. Uh, I'm with you. I, I don't think he's he's as high as they're proclaiming him to be. And I, I, I and I I'm with you. I think fourth round, uh, third round maybe uh, for for Jacobs, and that's without Drake. I mean, eh, I mean Drake does change the game a little bit, but at the end of the day, I just you know he was highly coveted coming out of USC and has had some games. I mean, he's probably won he's probably won a handful of these these cats some 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 games in fantasy. But um, I, I don't, I don't covet, I don't, I, I don't believe he's as highly coveted as, as you see on these mocks and, and his ADP. So I agree with you. All right, James, go ahead. Number three, um, so, Faller. So some new info. Um, I'm going to, and, and this is somebody that, that I've been high on, but James, James Connor out there in AZ. Um, he's already missing time in camp due to an injury. And, um, you know, and, and Chase is the apparent RB1 and AZ. So I, I just, you know, we talked about him last podcast cast and that, you know, he, he he's probably going to have a pretty good year in Arizona. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, it, it doesn't look like he's he's very healthy. And uh, I just – people with training camp injuries, man, and they're sitting out loads of time in training camp um, – it tends to worry me a little bit when it comes to draft time. So how did it say what his injury was and how long he's out? No. Okay. No. Okay. So he's fallen from where to where for you in as far as drafts. So I think we talked about him like fifth, sixth, maybe. I think, but, say, um, I think we said I, sixth. I think that was kind of the consensus. Yeah. So, so I think, I think he, I, I think he drops to nine or later. Who, who James Conner? James Conner, yeah. yeah. Honestly, that that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, I, I have no argument. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I'm I'm still pretty high on on um on James Conner. I mean, I, I think eventually by the end of the season, he's gonna he's gonna be the RB one in Arizona. I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. All I'm saying to you is this guy could have been a starter on most teams. Okay. And what wor- what worries me is that he's already missing time. He's not healthy. And that's weird. Um, so he's falling for me. Yeah. And I also don't th- think that James Conner will be the starter. Uh, James Conner was not very good last year. James Conner had a good year when he played when Le'Veon Bell left because the line was good in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think that he is that great of a running back. He was not highly coveted. He played well. He's got now he's a seasoned vet because of the time he spent in a good system in Pittsburgh. 
find a good line at the time. And then when the line wasn't as good, he didn't perform very well. He was nowhere near as, as good as Le'Veon, but the line was good. So he performed well. Uh, I think his skill set is almost exactly as good as Chase Edmonds. I don't see much of a difference right now. Uh, they say that they're one and one A is the most recent report I read is Chase Edmonds is one. James Conner is one A. It can go either way. If we say James Conner finishes better because it was a 54% to 46% split, then sure. But I don't really see James Conner taking a bulk at all. If one were to take a bulk, I think with Chase Edmonds, he knows the offense better. But regardless, I don't think James Conner is better than him. Those are, those are my two cents. Cool. Give us your number two. My number two is. Oh, I'll go ahead and my number two because it's kind of piggybacking off of. Uh, All right, go ahead, go ahead, go uh, ahead. It's gonna be uh, Chase Chase Edmonds. Is um, your faller? Is a faller? Yeah, 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 faller. So, so I think he's he's gonna fall just just because I like I said I, I feel like um, James Conner is gonna be because right now James Conner is being taken like he, he's a thirty six running back, twenty fifth for Chase Edmonds. So I feel like there's gonna be a little richness for 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 Chase Edmonds when when like we just said like they're gonna be one A and one B. And I feel like you're going to, you know, like, I feel like the better value pick is going to be James Conner versus taking, taking Chase Edmond, because I mean, you're still going to have some pretty nice running backs on the board. If you take Chase Edmond at, at where he's been, we're actually being, being taken at right now. So, I mean, for, for me, I'm not that high on him. So for me, he's, he's going to be a follower. So my, my thought is in a, a scenario where you see a split like that is take the one who you can get cheaper. Because yeah, you, exactly, so I, I'm not I I'm not gonna have very many if all at all shares of Chase Edmonds because he's more expensive than James Conner. So if I own one of those two, it's most likely gonna be James Conner because he's cheaper, and it's it looks like a 50-50 split right now. Yeah, and and even reports out of camp are it's one and one a not a one and two one and one a they are splitting everything. So I'm if I'm gonna own one of them, it's going to be James Conner, and. And I, I think that's a good point, Brandon. I agree with your father. Chase Edmonds shouldn't be going as high as his ADP because him and uh, James Conner should be one and one A. And that is barring that James Conner doesn't have a, a an actual injury. Yes. You know. Yes, sir. And because yes, if, if he does, then it's it's Edmonds all day. Well, it looks like he's saying that it, it's saying in the offseason that that uh, that James Conner had had a toe surgery, so they don't know if he went out with another injury or maybe. Arizona is just kind of trying to ease him into right, it. So, right. So that's right. Kind of, that's it kind right. of happens questionable, but but he he did have a toe surgery in the offseason. Hey, good right. thing he got he got nine other toes. So I'll go on to my number number two follower. <laughs> my number two follower <laughs> is me. I think I might be eating a little bit of my words to James because James talked a lot of smack on James Robinson and said how Travis ETN is the guy. And Brandon and I both talked about how. Travis Etienne might not be the starter there. <clears throat> I might be eating a little bit of my words as we get close to the season. James Robinson is a big faller for me. <clears throat> I'm probably not going to own any shares of James Robinson because I don't see him being the guy. Travis Etienne, first round pick, and it, the reports are Urban Meyer is using the heck out of this guy. Uh, you Using him in the role of an Alvin Kamara. So if you go back a couple of years, <clears throat> I don't expect Jacksonville to be as dynamic as a state as a 
New Orleans Saints offense. But if you look at Abu Kamara is all over the place, and then maybe at the time, Mark Ingram was still a stud and he was doing a lot of the running. But now, like a Latavius Murray, I look at James Robinson as a Latavius Murray right now. And Latavius Murray may have value. You should take him late. If Abu Kamara won't get, gets hurt for one, he's an RB1. But on top of that, with that offense not having a good quarterback, not having a number one wide receiver, Latavius Murray may be a good late round pick. With that being said, I look at James Robinson the same way. So you look at the double-digit rounds. James Robinson was going in the, in those mid-rounds, sometimes as high as four, which was ludicrous, but most, most of the time, five, six, seven. To me, James Robinson, I'm not looking at him until 10 or 11 at this point because Travis Etienne is that guy. And, and Travis Etienne needs to be going in probably around four. Uh, so I, I think I'm eating a little bit of my words from what I said earlier. Uh, so maybe six weeks ago. Now, that, now that it's happening. We're actually underway. And James said it's all recorded. This one he got me on. I admit. And so, James so Robinson, I don't think it's going to do anything. Stay, stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So just for clarity, Julian, I was I was always down on James Robinson as well. I already, like I stated on a couple podcasts before, I feel like I don't think Travis Etienne is going to be like, as productive as Dan Robinson, but I feel like he's going to have more touches because they expended draft capital on him. Okay, so you don't think that his stock has fallen oh. at all? Who, James Robinson? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you were saying because of um, <laughs> um, me and you were on but I was saying I was like from the beginning of the season, like when they drafted um, um, ETN, I was I was never high on James Robinson this season. But right, right. point is, we, you and I were both higher on Robinson than ETN. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. And now gone. Okay, all right, Brandon, give us your number two. Uh, my my um, well, I've already did Josh Jacobs and Edmonds, so my top um follower for me is going to be Jonathan Taylor for for. Oh, wait, 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 I wait, I didn't give I didn't give James the number two, did I? Yeah, you just said Brandon number two. I, I was like, well, I, I was like, well, I did two already. Well, James, hey, well, well, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> so, so this Nobody is wants to hear what you think, James. Yeah. All right. So this is a kid who, uh, this is a kid who I was super high on in our first podcast. And I've mentioned on a couple others that, um, his stock's been falling, but, um, and, and it's, it's Tua, man. Um, I, I was, you know, you, we always talk about these, these quarterbacks that are kind of two way. Um, he's definitely one, he's got feet, um, and he'll get you some yards on the ground, but he's having trouble with the playbook. And he, and the, I think the biggest thing I'm hearing out of camp that's going to hurt him in my eyes, which really drops him completely off for me is this cohesion with his wide receivers. And that's strange because one of those cats, he just got done playing with. So um, awkward. So yeah, he's dropped way off for me. And uh, so that's me eating my own words to me. What you got? Uh, I, I definitely do not agree with that. Maybe it's a little bit of the album homer that's coming out of me. Um, I have to admit, sure. but uh, um, but I think I think to I mean I mean from what I'm seeing and hearing from the camps, I, I feel like he's he he's doing really well. I mean he, they they had a lot of bad wide receiver play last year, so um, but I feel like two is going to bounce back. They get a full off season, like you know there's no COVID. Like they, I mean he was learning uh, you know his you know from training camp, basically via Skype and all of that the playbook. But I feel like he he, he I feel like he's going to do a lot better, and I feel like they're going to cut the reins loose. With him a little bit more because I still feel like they they kind of you know 
had a collar on him, uh, so to speak, because the playbook was different for him than it was for for uh, for Fitzpatrick. But I definitely think that they're gonna allow him to cut it loose a little bit. And I, I feel like his confidence is up. So I mean, I haven't heard anything like bad other than the one day he threw a couple of interceptions. But but I mean, uh, uh, other than that, I've I've heard really good things with you know with Tua progressing in uh in, in training camp and offseason and stuff. So I'm gonna keep it short. Uh, I agree. He, he went, went already from really bad to worse for me. So he's fallen even even more in a one QB format. I don't think you should even ever own the own the guy. Two QB format, of course you got to own everybody. But yeah, I wouldn't even own him in a two QB for, format. Brandon Watson. Brandon, give us your number three. Uh, my my number three is going top to be faller, top faller, top top faller. My my uh number three is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Um, and a lot of it has to do because. Um, he's actually following a lot of draft boards because initially he was he was at about six, so he's at about roughly f- the fourteenth overall pick, so like mid second round ish, like like you know early 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 second round is when early I mean, second early second he, he was he was a bona fide first, you know what I mean, like before the whole Carson Wentz deal um, on top of the injury to uh, Nelson, so so I feel like we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, so 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 there's going to be a lot of stack boxes in uh, old Jonathan Taylor's future. I agree. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's funny though, because uh, I think that's Julian eating his words again, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> I was J- James, I, I think you were higher on Jonathan Taylor than I was. Are you sure? I definitely wasn't. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure you were higher on him. <laughs> <than me. laughs> right, we'll, we'll, go, sure. <laughs> we'll go back. We'll go back and check. Yeah. All right. And, and, and so, the thing is, and that's not eating words. That That's just, through the Carson Wentz injury changes everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys' stance on Jonathan Taylor wouldn't have changed if the injuries didn't come about. It, it wouldn't have. I had him in that second, second, like I had him mid first round and I have him late first round, early second now because Carson, Carson Wentz is not there. And on top of it, the injury to their linemen, their pro bowl yeah. linemen. So like yeah. injuries is what changed it for me. It has nothing to do with right. Jonathan Taylor. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I'm just messing with you. And, um, and yeah, and his ADP before the injuries was way too high already. Yeah. Um, so. All right, James, give us your number three. I'll, I'll end it with my number three. All right. And, and, and my final is Raheem Mostert in San Fran. So did you, did you say mustard? You know the, I said mustard. So this cat, this cat has never played more than 11 games, um, in any season. Um, you know, he, he's, he's sharing snaps with somebody who is projected to go two rounds after him, who, in, in my opinion, should go two rounds before him. Um, so I think, I think Trey and Mostert should switch spots. I think Trey should go late six, and I think Mostert should go early nine. So and right now, they're, they're, they're the exact opposite. You got Mostert going early seven, late six, and you got you got um, Sermon going nine. I, I agree that Trey should be above. I think Trey should probably be six, and Mostert should probably be seven because the Kyle Shanahan offense, yeah. two running backs are running backs two every year. So I, I'm still high on Mostert, but I just think Sermon will probably finish a little bit better. But – I, I think service should be higher, but I'm still high on Mostert. 
Yeah, th- th- this for, for me, this kind of goes to what Julian was saying earlier about, you know, you're always going to go with the person that you're going to get cheaper. I feel like Sermon's going to be cheaper than Mostert. And, and Mostert, just like James put out the stats about his injury, dude is hurt every year, man. He was hurt this freaking offseason already. So I he, he's another guy, unless I was back into a corner, I would take him. I would, I would definitely fixate on Trey Sermon way more than I, I, w- I wouldn't look right in most of the way. I would probably, I would probably draft Trey Sermon before I drafted Mostert. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's always, all he's agree. always played in a committee, right? He's yeah. al- he's always played right. in a committee. So he's yeah. not getting, he's not getting the lion's share of the snaps. He's sharing them. So, yeah. and he's still, w- hurt, you know? which, which is, which is honestly to his credit, because even with that, he's still putting up big numbers. Yeah. It's it, it just, man, dude, dude, dude made a glass, man. Yeah. All right. All right. The final pick we have, my number one faller, MVP, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. And let me explain to you why he's a faller. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still in a pandemic. COVID-19 is still running amok. And this Delta variant is a bad, bad boy. The the, the young man you're looking at, Brandon Lavender, just had COVID-19 about a week ago two weeks ago, maybe he was just feeling it. It is a real thing. The world is still suffering from this. Lamar Jackson's had it twice already and still came out today and said he refuses to get the vaccine. I cannot trust somebody who refuses to get the, the, the vaccine and can play on my fantasy team in a pandemic. If you take Lamar Miller you need to draft another quarterback. You need to draft, and I'm a I mean, cir- Jackson. I'm circling it back. <laughs> you take, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, if you take Lamar Jackson, you need to take Deshaun Watson later <laughs> because so you, you need to have some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> or, or okay, in reality, yeah, or in reality, I recommend taking. Take it, taking somebody you, you can get really cheap, whether it's a Trevor Lawrence or, or somebody you can get really cheap because he is not a short thing. Co- players are going to go out this year from COVID 19. Yes. And he already showed he's not getting the vaccine. That scares me. One yeah. minute. One so minute. He, so he, he actually didn't say that. I watched the press conference. He actually said, when, when he was asked, he said, Me and my doctors will talk about it. Is what which, is, said. which is the same thing. Kind of. He's already had it twice. He may, I mean, he may not be able to get it again. Yes, uh, he'll get it again. Know, and, and I mean, I would be, like Julian said, I would be terrified to take him, being, being that, you know, COVID is real. He can get it to be sidelined for a couple weeks. That would hurt your fantasy team, especially, yes. especially oh if God. you expended high draft capital on him, like fourth or fifth round or something like that. You, you're going to be hurt. And you um, will. It, it, it's going to happen. Know that you're drafting a pandemic. All right, this has been the Fantasy Fury Football Cup podcast. We're out. Everybody say what's up. We're out. We'll see you next time. Ah. Peace. Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. Yeah.